It's the Exit 52 podcast, emergency podcast edition. We've never done an emergency podcast. I don't know whether to start with like sirens or something. I, I, I thought we were going to put that in. Something like that. Uh, John Means, no hitter. Unbelievable. We talked about him. On, we talked about him for 100 shows in a row, but we talked about him <laughs> last night how it was a great storyline to watch. John Means, amazing. We had a chance to watch him start tomorrow. And throws the first Orioles individual no-hitter since 1969. Nice. Throws the first true no throws the first no-hitter of any kind um, since 1991, 30 years ago. Uh, I'll go through the line real quick and then I'll Eric, I'll let you just go riff here. Obviously, nine innings, 12 Ks, no walks, loses the perfecto on a drop third strike, which has sent baseball hardo Twitter an absolute tizzy. That's all <laughs> that's always a fun time to watch. 113 pitches. He threw 79 strikes. I would love to know what the stats were on how many guys he got behind on. Um, um, I, I believe it was one. I know going into – he got the one out in the ninth, and they said he was 20, 23 of 24 batters. He uh, started out with a strike, which is unbelievable. And so I was on the Instagram Live with Dallas, and, I mean, it's no, it's no secret, but he was like, that's the best pitch in baseball is the first pitch strike. Obviously, if you get ahead of the guys – you're in control. I mean, you can do whatever you want, especially when your changeup is is on like he was today. I mean, again, he only throws 93, 94. You don't have to throw 98. You know what's funny about him saying the changeup being on? He said in the interview after he didn't think it was on until late in the game. Which, I, it's terrifying. That's yeah. scary. That's what he said. He was like, I didn't really think I had that pitch till the late innings. So, something to that effect. Uh, Eric, you probably watched more of this game than me and Banks did, so I'll let you, I'll let you roll on this first. 26 swinging strikes. Um, again, he got ahead of literally everyone, and and it's just it was dominating. I mean, there was there was a couple plays. There's always you know there's always the moment in these uh, no hitters or perfect games um, that kind of save it. And to me, it had to be the Cedric Mullins catch. I think it was bottom seven or bottom six. Um, just a nice sliding catch comes in to make it. But other than that, there wasn't much going on for for the Mariners. Um, Kyle Lewis drove one to the wall late in the game, Mercer's but, um, you know, it was, it was, it was caught pretty easy. Um, it was just, I mean, it was unbelievable to watch again. I was driving home and it was like the third inning and that's when they had to drop third strike and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, Oh, okay. You know, there, there, that goes. And then I get home and I'm like, okay, they're still kind of working with something here. I get out of the shower and I was like, okay, this is still kind of going. And now is like, all right, when do I start the blog? When do I hit up Dallas to see if he wants to get on the Instagram? Like, when is it too soon to start? telling people to shut the hell up and stop, stop mentioning this because as we all know, Twitter controls the, uh, the jinxes and all that. But I mean, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. I, I thought it was a great, it was, it was 12 K's like, and like you said, what was it? 113 pitches. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty efficient. Like he, it's not like he was, what was Johan at like 120 or something like 127? I think, had, I, think I think means had 67 pitches going into the seventh, I think was, I mean, I saw. yeah, he, his fourth through sixth innings were super crisp. Cause I think he had like 47 through four. Yeah. I think so it's, a- you gotta just coast through some innings there. Your second time through the lineup to really keep, keep the no, no going. This was like unprecedented for, for people our age. This is like, new ground for us to even be on the ropes here like and, and be mm-hmm. like anticipatory about a no hitter because i i really can't think since mike Mussina when we've had a no-no going past the sixth inning even like the we don't even that was close. jason jason hamill in the seventh eight nine years ago i was yeah. at that game yeah, because rdt was yelling at espn stats and info on twitter so i saw that <laughs> pop up um but you know that's 
Jason Hamill. And Jason Hamill obviously had a very good stretch at one point for the Orioles. But in terms of – I think you're right. In terms of a guy that had been consistently dominant for an, a, a part of the season – Within the last 20 to 25 years, there aren't a lot of guys that have been on the ball club that you could have said that about. That it's like, hey, man, if he really gets it rolling, like this could happen. And we've kind of been building towards it. He's kind of been building towards putting himself in the position to make this happen, which has been pretty, obviously been incredibly entertaining to watch. And then to watch this happen, I said last night on the show to have fun watching the Orioles. This is why you lock in and have fun watching your team. No matter if you think they're going to trade me into the tread deadline or trade them next year, trade them anytime. Have fun. This is fun. That was an amazing moment. First time in 30 years in any capacity. I wasn't even alive. Like what, what, like it's crazy. 1969, 1969 was the last time an Orioles individual pitcher did this. 1969, not 79, not 89, not 90, 1969. That's it's unbelievable right. in itself, just because, again, I mean, the pitchers in the 70s that the Orioles had, obviously, yeah. the one that threw it. But you would think that, like, I mean, you know, you could, pe- people have locked into no nos before, and, and you would think that the Orioles in that time would get someone. And it's kind of not fitting, but obviously, the day after Ray Miller, the legendary <laughs> pitching coach passes. Yeah, you know, and and I know Jeff Arnold, guest of the friend of the program, guest on the show, had said something about like John Means. What, what was Ray Miller's big thing? Like throw work, work fast, throw strikes, and change speeds. And he's like, that's exactly what John Means does. That's that's his game. And so again, I mean, for all that to come in today, and and just just everything kind of fit together. I mean, it it was perfect. And I'll be like I said, I I was in the car for the drop third strike, so I didn't see it. Um, I don't really want to see it because I, I mean, to me, it's a perfect game because he got thrown out the, uh, the, the batter, the, the runner got thrown out the very next pitch. So ball don't lie. Um, again, I mean, he means through about a perfect as a, of a game as you could, because no walks, think of any hits, no errors. Like he, he did everything he should have. And, and the one, the one ball that got away from Pedro um, ended up costing him the perfect, but is this still, I mean, it, it's one of the best games that I've ever seen pitching in an Orioles uniform. And, and, you know, Tillman had a, a bunch of good ones and, and Eric uh, Bedard it had a bunch of good ones. It has to be by a mile. Bundy had a one hitter, I think. There's yep. a there's probably some like game score stuff involved here that will come out. Um, there's a 99 Dan, for what it's worth. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan Conley tweeted that there's definitely an argument to be made that it's the best individual pitching performance in Orioles history with the 12 Ks, and with the fact that as you said, you know that ball spins a little different. I haven't seen it either, um, and I also don't know if I want to see it. Yeah, that's a, like, we don't know not, if it was on Severino, if it, you know, if it was a play that could have been made, but, um, you know, that ball spins a little bit differently, but that's not, to, I mean, I'm going through the, the, um, the list of no hitters in Orioles history and uh, like, this just doesn't happen into the, or- I mean, three of them are in 1912 and two in <laughs> 1970, or excuse me, one of them is in 1912, two of them are in 1917. Okay. There's two in the fifties, three in the sixties and one in 1991. I mean, this just doesn't happen. And then it would have been amazing if it was a perfecto, but you're good for John means, man. I, I, I tweeted on, on the X52 account, our intern tweeted, excuse me. Uh, I approved it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the story is incredible. I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked like through the John means story a little bit, like drafted out of high school gets hurt. Doesn't get recruited by anyone. D1. And when he got drafted, he was committed to a Juco got drafted in the 46 round. and was going to sign probably part of the reason he was wanting to go to college. Ends up at WVU and like 
pitches well at WVU, clearly. Like I think he had like a through like a low three ERA. Gets drafted in the eleventh round. P- pretty much pitches at every level in the or- Orioles organization. Like didn't jump levels. Started in Del started in um, Aberdeen. Went to Del Marva. Went to Frederick. You know, went to Bowie. You know, you went to Norfolk. Comes up is incredible as a rookie. You know, looks like he's you know a, a found gem, and then stinks at the beginning of the summer camp season. Stinks. Looks like he's just totally lost it, and then does this in 2021. Like, good for that guy. And yeah. by all accounts, seems like a great guy. The so interesting, him, man. yeah. The interesting thing is when you are one of those 11th round guys, like no one's trying to move you up. You have to like force yes. them to put you up. So Correct. you hit every single level. You have to find success at every single level. And baseball is a game where you have, you have like doldrums, you have down swings and you have stretches of, of play where you're, you're just not there consistently. And for him to not have an elongated stretch that kind of sinks, like sunk his trajection, like, up into the into the majors like it's impressive as hell and and even even with him coming up and proving himself and making an all-star team it felt like a lot of people almost expected for him to have that sort of failure he had last summer and he's come out this year and just completely shoved correct it looked like that the all-star appearance was going to be the exception to the rule of his career right like it's like okay he comes up has the one question yeah like has the one good half a season which happens to a lot of guys a lot of guys will have the one good half a season make the all-star team and really are never to be heard from again and i think in the first four weeks of last year that's what it seemed like he was potentially going to be and now he looks like i mean it's you know who he's in the among the best pitchers in the american league you can make a pit case He's the best pitcher in the American League right now in terms of current form. Like, I, obviously, I mean, his ERA, guys like Garrett Cole and stuff, have better pedigree, but the, the numbers are insane. I mean, he's just horrendous. One three seven ERA, and and again, I got told on Twitter a couple of weeks ago by someone who says he knows baseball that means is nothing but a quote good Orioles pitcher, meaning he's just <laughs> good. You know, he's good on the Orioles. He wouldn't be good anywhere else. And I was like, buddy, that's. I mean, I've I've gone back and retweeted that tweet a couple of times since, and been like, you, sh- you still sure about this? Like. I mean, again, we've talked about it every week. He's been unbelievable. And I, I, like I said, Bedard had a couple good runs. Like, I don't think we've seen a run like this from any Orioles pitcher. And since, since Mucina, I mean, he's, he's been yeah, so there was fun a to watch. Good half, half season of Ponson. Um, it's Bedard in those six yeah, or yeah, so. Yeah, it's Bedard. And it's pretty much I it. Mean, you know, Daniel Cabrera, maybe. No. Not to this no. level. Nope. Yeah, that's not the, at all. This, this, nah, and this nah. is, there have been good ones, like good ones. This is great. Like this is, like, yeah. This is great. That's the big this difference. Is, like we had everybody this, somehow this kind of. Cy, he is pitching at a Cy Young type of level. Like we had really. guys find it for like they were good, they were solid in 2014 and 2012, where we had four or five guys that gave us a chance every single night, and that's mm-hmm. all we were asking of them: just give us a chance. John Means is going out of winning games. Like yeah. we're just we're we hardly have to do anything when he's out there. So. Yeah. This is it's a funny because in that that mentality. Jeff on the radio when the Orioles were up two nothing, he said, "If you get three runs for John Means, the game is over." And he said, "Like he's pitching that well, where if you get him three, close the book, it's done." And and again, that that's that's pretty much the thing. It's like he's had the one not even bad start. He had a one rough start against the Yankees, and I think the first game of that doubleheader. And ever I think in every other game, he's given up one run or less. I mean, it's it's it's. Again, it's it's something that we haven't seen as Orioles fans in a while um, from this pitching staff, and and 
we talked about it, you know, less than 24 hours ago. They're, they're pitching above their heads and out of their minds right now. And I'm starting to believe – I like, I don't think this John Means is an outlier. Like, I don't think that this is – you know, I don't think he's going to be a trivia question. I think he's, he's going to be – Oh, not at all. I think he's a damn good pitcher. And, and today, well, he's I'm just – I keep watching that last play out. over and over, and I keep thinking that he's going to hit it over his head. I thought, I thought that ball was dropping. There's also there's also now where, where I mean he's gonna I mean unless it totally falls off a cliff over the next two months he's gonna be a two time all star I mean he's gonna be an all star yeah. um, if he keeps pitching like this he's got a chance to start the game I mean yeah. he's got a chance to start the all star game I mean that that is like totally in play there's obviously really great guys around him that, that are gonna do that like but it's crazy to think about it doesn't it's even crazy seem like a it's not out of the, I mean pitcher. It's insane, but that's where you have to start talking about right now. We're tweeting about it as a joke. It's like, oh, I can't – like I tweeted the other night, I can't believe Cedric Mullins is going to start over Mike Trout in the All-Star game. Like, it, it legit <laughs> – John means legit may start over Garrett Cole in the All-Star game. Like, and deservedly so. Yeah, if he pitches like this, it's – it's it's. 100%. And I'm happy because it's not like he's going to – like, he was great in 2019, but it's like he made that All-Star team because the Orioles needed a representative. Correct. Which this is, is like he's going role. to make the team because he deserves to be on the team. Like he deserves to be in the conversation for a starter. So I think, I mean, that's that's awesome for him. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, everything about today was awesome. You got Trey hitting the home run. You got and the best is like it's a it's a Wednesday. It's a getaway day. Um, you know, middle of the day game. Like I thank God this didn't happen at one thirty this morning. Like that would have been the most Orioles oh thing God. ever. Yeah, it it really, that's a great point. In the morning. I thought about that a little bit. I was like, I think, if, thank God people can actually watch this. If game. it had happened and it fell apart, even that would be even worse. Yeah, yeah. If you're staying up till one forty-five to watch a blue oh, tonight, so um, so, best, best. I think he's my favorite West Virginia Mountaineer ever, over Steve Slayton or Owen Schmidt. Or yeah, I don't, I don't care about. I don't like any of those people. Slayton. Yeah, who cares? Oh, they were because they Steve Slayton. Fun to watch. Yeah, but I my, hate my West Virginia. What are you talking right about? Now. I give a shit about Steve Slayton. Yeah, that's hard. Well, I, I love NCAA football. Is games. Pac-Man Jones football. your favorite West Virginia player? Yeah, um, that's terrible. Legendary Titan. Probably not. He's my favorite. John Means. This is asking John Means. You talk about Steve Slayton. That's horrible. John Means. John Means just tossed a no hitter for you, RDT, and you just put Steve Slayton in the conversation with him. That's no, a well, step, that was the most stunning thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Because you tell me you didn't run that that like the wildcat that they had in, in NCAA with Slayton and Noel Devine and, and I, I can't right. believe you're continuing to, to talk about this. Yeah. I didn't the say that they no. were my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is I was never times. play as West Virginia. I would it's zero. The answer no, they is they were fun. They were fun. Um but yeah, you're right though. Trading the three run homer. It's an absolute tank. Vallega sneaking one inside the pole. Just a lot of fun things happened in that game. Uh, and all capped off by John Means. Um, <laughs> Masson's graphic said the first com- the first complete game no-hitter. of Yeah, like Means, first career. complete game no-hitter Jesus. of his career. Of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not worth going. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth you know, Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I just cannot believe that happened. Oh, Masson, why, I got, me, why do you make me hate you? I got two two things. Oh, there's so many. Oh. For some reason, no-hitters during day games versus night games are just sweeter. They're just better. I don't know what it is about it. It's mm. just better. Maybe baseball as a whole is better during the day. It is. Baseball better during the day. It feels Bad. like no-hitters have more energy. Uh, there's more. They seem more likely during the day. Maybe the, Maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there's not. But it just feels more right during the day. Second like one. Matt Kane had a bunch during the day. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe, but I, I can always just picture uh, like 
Burley and Humber in at you know New Comiskey. Humber. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, Phil Humber. at like day games, like Dallas Braden day game. Um, yeah. The other take I have here is like, what a shame that Jim Palmer's not on the call for this. Just absolute shame. Yeah, that would have been really, really. That's just would have been. And I really like. I really like Ben McDonald. I thought he did a good job. But man, that really, you're right. The symmetry there would have been tremendous. Yeah. I really thought Mass. I wonder if Masson is trying to get Palmer set up right now at his house. I wonder if they even have that. Yeah. That, I'm that not going to expect Masson to do anything, but that is what you have to do right now. You <laughs> have to get Paul. So you have to get Palmer on the phone in the post game here. You have, you have to get that done right now. You have to get him on the phone and just have Melanie just talk to him. Even if it's on the phone, okay, this could be Zoom, but if they could have gotten that, and maybe Palmer's just out of commission today, maybe he takes a day off or whatever, but like, if they and maybe they have it, I'm just not watching the post game. I have it on, but if you know, no, you're not missing it's, it's still means uh, Palmer on the phone coming right out with McDonald and Melanie, that would have been really, really good. I don't know if maybe they'll do that a little later. It was extra here, but I mean, hopefully, Palmer's on the first game back here at home. That you would also hope that maybe they have give away some content ideas for the Orioles. I mean, you got to do something with Palmer and means at the park somehow. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. the COVID situation is there, but. Could present him with some AL pitcher of the week or something if he locks it would up. Be, would be very cool. Would yeah. be very, very cool. You have, especially with the guy right there. What do you think that award looks like? AL pitcher of the week. Mm. Didn't get picked last night, the trophy. No, probably better than the all star game. Don't, don't even say that. You don't mean They're going through the highlights now. Come on, get Jim Palmer on this show. Call it in, Matt. You know what? People wouldn't like it because you know what Palmer would do? He'd say, well, back in mine at 69. He would make it back That's himself. what I would have wanted that, to watch. Yeah, I, was, wanted, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. loved to have heard him do this whole Johnny Miller thing where he's just like, well, you know, Seattle isn't exactly Oakmont in 63. Yeah, like, yeah I was about to say. <laughs> what do you have, 12Ks? I had 13. So. Yeah, exactly. I would love to see just how he would have treated that whole thing because he's – Can you guys guess what, what team – the A's did it again. So unless you already heard, or, the A's me. or the O's? I said, I said, I said the team. He didn't Ouch. get the A's. Suit. That's oh, a tough scene. Okay. That's a tough scene. Uh, eight nothing was the uh, the win. He allowed eight base runners. <laughs> <laughs> you spin that any way you want, Jimmy. Yep. Spin that any way you want. No, I mean that would have been cool. Score and shove it. Yeah, that, I mean that game score could just do that. Eight base runners. Uh, what's the lowest? Let's see. Uh, Tom, I'm gonna butcher this. Phobus, Phoebus. Gave up, had three base runners. Uh, Bob Groom in 1917. I know you guys remember that Bobby. one. Uh, the manager of the Orioles, uh, I guess the St. Louis Browns, or who the heck knows what they were in 1917? I, I don't. Um, was Fiedler Jones was the uh, the manager. The same that? teams in the same park on the next day as the previous no hitter, but the second game a double header. The White Sox went to win on the 1917 World Series. I, Short, shortest interval between France. They threw no hitters back to back days. Ernie Ernie Koob threw one in, on May fifth, nineteen seventeen. God, back in the yeah, nineteen seventeen was such a huge year. Thanks. I almost I almost fought JJ because did you see his tweet about happy for John Means for completing uh, the Madison Bumgarner. the Madison Bumgarner no hitter? It was a funny joke. It seven inning no hitters or are no hitters. Hundred percent. Book it. Hundred percent. So did John Means throw reasons. two? What's that? Did John Means you, throw two no hitters? You, you throw? Did you do some in high school with seven innings? Is that why? No, dude, not in high school. <laughs> Oh, oh, club baseball. <laughs> yeah, who'd you yeah. throw one against? Georgetown. Oh, that that doesn't even count. Georgetown. Jo- Georgetown. Georgetown stinks at regular baseball. They have to be horrible at club baseball. I'm just kidding. That's a that's a nice. Did you do it at the Bob? S- sorry, what's that? Did you, where'd you do it? 
it was at Costco Regional Park in Clinton, Maryland. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 15 Ks. Raise the banner. 15 Ks. Yeah. What was working that day? They must have been hung over as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, and there it absolutely is. And there it absolutely is, as they show the highlights here of them mobbing the, on the mound. Uh, good for John Means. Um, and I, like we said, have fun watching the Orioles. Have fun watching the freaking Orioles. And if, you, if you're able to watch them. Again, it's just a shame that it was ruined by the drop third strike. I'm looking for Sarah Perlman's interview with Max Scherzer where he says, like, it's the worst rule in sports because the pitcher does his job and it's so filthy that the, that the batter misses and it happens to roll away and the batter gets, gets rewarded for that. There it is. That will be the debate. Uh, yeah, that's the last take there. Uh, there is just simply nothing like Hardo rule-following baseball Twitter sort of parsing out whether or not it's a no-hit or no-hit well, or a perfect game. It's so funny. It's the only sport where this happens. Like MLB or some website had perfect game alert on on the Orioles. And the funny MLB? part about that is you wonder who's running that the website or the social and just thought and just assumed it was still a perfect game. Yeah, they probably looked at the – Probably the did. I mean, I had to go look up the rule. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know either. I kind of assumed not because a base runner had been reached. It's like the same thing. And, again, this is a conversation for another day. You get a perfect game going into the 10th inning, and there's a guy on second now automatically. Is that still a perfect game? Mm. Great mm. question. Tremendous question. Let's just not ever get there. We'll let the people <laughs> marinate on that one. Yeah, we'll let them marinate on that one. Congrats to John Means. RDT, congrats to you. Yeah, Thanks. I congrats smell like Coors you. Light. And, um, congrats and, to the Orioles fans. Congrats to Brandon Heidi. Mountains spot. are very blue today. Uh, and the Orioles are, are coming back home. So go out and support the, the guys at the yard. Tremendous. Red, so- Red Sox and I forget who. Yeah. Forget who uh, yeah. So that's it. That's the uh, first ever Exit 52 emergency podcast. John Means made it happen. We'll try to get him on the show at some point. Thanks for listening. Hey, well, I don't believe me. I'm, uh, I'm pressing. I'm, we're trying to work some magic here. All right. There you go. RDT is making it happen. Make sure to go back and listen to the episode we recorded. Uh, full Ravens draft recap. We talked Orioles. Um, we talked best awards or trophies, excuse me, um, in sports. Go back and listen to us. Follow us, X52 Podcast. Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you next time. Presented by Jimmy Seafood.